0: I say. Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one time free sample of their award winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com. And use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? The Sarah Fraser oh Show. God. Today, the show is brought to you by Radley Acura. That's right. Radley Acura in Falls Church, Virginia. Are you in the market for a brand new car, pre-owned Acura? Do you think, oh, this is a terrible time to buy a vehicle? Not with Radley Acura. They never upcharge over MSRP. While other car dealerships are busy screwing you, mm -mm. they take good care of you. Not only that, go and see why more people have their car serviced at Radley Acura in Falls Church, Virginia, than anywhere else. They have hundreds of five-star reviews. They never turn away any make, any model. Now's the time to trade in your car and get top dollar. They have inventory, new inventory, coming in every single day. RadleyAcura.com. You can do most. Of the legwork before you even come in. Show is also brought to you by Rothys. If you haven't treated yourself to Rothys, treat yourself, your kids, your man! They have new styles, bags, shoes for men, kids, and women every all the time. And they always have new styles coming out constantly. Rothys.com slash frage f R A S E. You get $20 off your first purchase. I love these shoes. There's zero break-in time. Also, um, if you get them dirty, like I often do, you throw them in the wash and then you can just take them out. I love it. You pop them on. They are so comfortable for your feet. Um, sh- free shipping, free returns. I even bought a pair. I bought a pair of the sand sneakers. They were like too big. So I ended up um, trading them back in. It was so easy to do it. So I love Rothy's. Rothy's.com slash phrase. You get $20 off your first purchase. All right. Welcome to the show. We have so much to talk to. Janet Jackson documentary over the weekend. I'm going to share all my thoughts. And. Mm. You know, at first, I'll just tease you with this. At first, I didn't think there was going to be... I'm, I'm always very hesitant of people that are involved in their own documentaries. Because you know it's skewed like to their... You, it, They're not going to show you all the bad parts. And to some degree, I thought that was what it... A little bit, that's what the Janet Jackson documentary was like. Without question, this woman is like iconic, iconic. I mean, she's just one of the four women for pop music and a woman of color, black artists for other female artists. I mean, everybody from Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and every pop singer Mariah Carey after her has been shaped by her. And so is the music industry, men and women. So I'm going to get into that, all my thoughts and some of the kind of shocking revelations that did happen. Also, um, on a personal note, you know, we have moved to Los Angeles. We are now apartment hunting. And I need your help. Okay. And everyone on this damn podcast agrees with Schman, but Schman and I are disagreeing over what style of apartment we should get. So I'll get into that. And then also um, we have to talk about some funny shit that's happening on the internet. Have you guys heard of this guy, Emmanuel Reddish, who does a Maya Angelou, um, Angelou impression? Maya Angelou, right? Oh my God. Maya Angelou Oh my god Anyway, that's so embarrassing She's like the most amazing Like iconic poet And writer of all time Anyway, this guy does The funniest Maya Angelou Impression I've ever seen Um, Yes, I am live on my YouTube And I am wearing like A wrap around my head Like I just Just got out of the shower I felt moved I felt compelled I said I have to get This podcast out I have to review This Janet Jackson documentary That I just watched And to hell with it I'm just gonna wrap my hair Put on some sunglasses Because I'm not wearing Makeup today And you can find me On my YouTube If you want to see How ridiculous I look it's the Sarah Fraser show just subscribe there so let me tell you about my apartment situation because I want you all to go to uh, my Instagram at the Sarah Fraser show or my TikTok I'm really big on TikTok right now at the Sarah Fraser show and let me know what you think like who you think is in the right so Schman and I are apartment hunting in Los Angeles and do you go with a bigger apartment Or one that aesthetically looks and feels better. I want to know, right? I want to know. We have a budget, two bedroom apartment. We're looking for a two bedroom apartment. Three grand a month is like the max, right? Uh, And I'll tell you, I'm cheap as shit. Am I? Well, guess it depends. Like certain things, I am. You know what I'm saying? But then if it's a Chanel handbag, oh, what the hell? I'll pay full price. I have I just have a theory though. I refuse I refuse to pay more than $3,000 a month in rent to somebody else and not build equity. I'm sorry, I just do. In this city of Los Angeles, I mean, you can spend $4,000 a month on a two bedroom, you can spend five you can spend $25,000 a month on a two bedroom in Los Angeles and a two bath. And I refuse like who I get it. Like, if you're getting a corporate stay and they're paying for it, or you work in the military and you're getting some sort of stipend, I totally get it. But I refuse to give anyone at $3,800 a month or $3,500 a month, probably even less than that if we moved out to the Valley. I could own a home. Like, I could be building equity. So I cannot give anybody more than three grand a month. I'm sorry. So that's our budget. That's our cap. We are finding places. There are uh, two bedrooms in, in good neighborhoods, in decent spots. But I want to know, I am trying to convince, Schman is all about the space. So Schman is not moved by the light. Like I want an apartment where in the morning, like the sunshine comes in. I look, I can look out the windows. I can see people and greenery. And we have found, I found the most adorable I mean, it is quintessential LA, like what I had envisioned. It's a it has an old fireplace they filled in. It's like completely redone and modern, but it has this old Hollywood feel. Has these windows that open to this like little half um, patio that looks out over this beautiful lawn. I'm just like, I this is where I feel like we belong. I feel it. And our couples therapist, who I rave about all the time, she completely saved our relationship. She said to us in our last therapy session when we were looking, she's like, be very aware in your search of how you feel in the space. Feel it. I'm in a creative business. Schman's working from home half the time. KJ's home. Like, we're, we're spending a lot of time in our home. So she's like, how does it feel when you're there, when you're in the neighborhood? I have found what I think is our spot. But Schman thinks it is too small. He, he, he knows that I love it aesthetically, but he feels like we need more space. And we are like, he's sticking to his guns. And he said this to me and everybody on this damn podcast sides with Schman. Wait till you hear this. Okay. What do you think of a man that gives an ultimatum like this? okay? (laughs) Schman says to me, if we take this apartment and you complain once, then when we go to buy a place, you cannot complain at all about the apartment like ever again. Or the place that we buy. Like, like meaning essentially that Schman can make some of the decisions. Do you believe that shit? That is control right there, honey. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm like, if we have this apartment, we will not, I will not complain. But I'm also... I am very much now turning my life kind of over to God, higher power, manifesting things. So I also feel like if this apartment is meant for us, it's going to be for us. But I'm just curious, like what did you do in your relationship when you were apartment hunting? And especially in a new city where you're creating a vibe, did you go with something that was maybe smaller but looked great? Or did you pick something that was bigger, you had more space and maybe didn't have like the lighting and the look you wanted? Thoughts? Janet Jackson documentary Let's talk about it Let's talk about it So a Two-part series Friday This past Friday And Saturday night um, First of all a I hadn't watched Their programming In a long time Now I can't say shit Because I'm out here in LA I am I am Posting And promoting shows And trying to sell shows That are um, Let's just say uh, <laughs> I celebrate all the walks of life Okay So it's not like I'm doing some sort of Riveting high-end programming However any, when's the last time you watched this station? They they are literally doing Kay Michelle is like she's hosting some show like, you know, I, I nearly died from plastic surgery. So, okay, she's doing something. Let me make sure it's her. And the 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 promos for this are so ridiculous. It's her. It's her. She's like, oh, like some sort of before and after. Um you know, plastic surgery show, then there's I survived a serial killer. Are you kidding me? How many people have actually survived a serial killer? That many that they plan on getting like four or five seasons? There are that many people like that's not a headline. I'm like, I think these stories are going to be made up because how many people are truly surviving like a serial killer that you can do like a three part show or three series show? I'm just like, I don't believe I'm sorry, their, their programming is crazy. And then on top of that, they have, a, they have a documentary coming out about Bobby Brown. What is there left to find out about Bobby Brown that we don't know? Okay, I mean, are we really going to watch that and be convinced the guy wasn't an asshole? I mean, of course not. I have the best Bobby Brown story, too. You know, when I was on Hot 99.5, we bailed him out of jail of the umpting time that he went to jail, and he was supposed to come co-host the Kane show with us. Anyway, we bail him out of jail for $22,000. He refuses to come to DC and host the show, like co-host the show with us. He didn't do it. So we wanted our money. So we we're going to get our money back. At the time, Phaedra Parks from Real Housewives of Atlanta was his attorney. You guys, she was the nicest attorney. She was so apologetic. She was like talking about how difficult he was as a client. And then we got the twenty two grand back. Anyway, side note. So let's get in. Okay, so the Janet Jackson documentary. Um, look, uh, like I said, I'm always hesitant when the star of a documentary, Val Kilmer, did this. A lot of people do this. They kind of release their own. Um, Elvis Presley's family did this. Like, Lisa Marie Presley a couple years ago, they did, like, a whole documentary on Elvis by them. But I get it. It is your life, obviously. No better person to tell the story than you. Janet is so iconic. And all these celebrities, I watched an Alanis set documentary recently. They are you forget how truly impactful their music is at the time beyond Janet's life. I mean, I can't even imagine they grew up in a small town in Indiana. They didn't know anybody. They were nobody. They had no money. You know, they were poor Joe Jackson had a vision. And what's very fascinating about this documentary, I'm not sure what you guys have read over the years, but, you know, I've always read that Joe Jackson was not a good person. You know, was Latoya had accused him of sexually abusing them as kids. Um, She may have then taken that back. But at one point, I'm sure everybody remembers that was big tabloid fodder. And you know that he was always physically abusive. I think Michael had said that. Well, the documentary Janet is very kind to him, very kind, and says that as she's gotten older, she really understands, you know, where he was coming from, what he was trying to do, and essentially, you know, as a black man grow in the '60s, in the 70, even before that '50s, '60s, trying to get these kids on stage, make make them um, stars, and make something better of their lives. It was very difficult. So I liked that empathy. They did not get into any really of the kind of, um, I think backstory of what he was like. So you you don't hear any of that. Very positive to Joe Jackson. And of course her mom, you know, very sad at the end. She tries to ask her mom if her mom would talk about Michael Jackson and she, the mom says no, you know, and she kind of tears up. Like she doesn't even want to answer any questions. Good, bad, indifferent about Michael. Um, you know, Okay, the, the documentary obviously takes you through the years of her music, her marriages. You know, you find out some of the shocking revelations that people are talking about. She was with Jermaine Dupree for like 12 years. They end up breaking up for two reasons. One, he was cheating on her. And he admits that in the documentary. She talks about that. And then they lived on different coasts. She was in LA, he was in Atlanta. And, you know, he said, he kind of says that when he was with Janet, he attracted more women. So therefore, like he sort of had to cheat on her. I mean, it's like the most. You're like, mm, I don't think that really counts, but okay, I get what you're saying. So, you know, and then it takes to her current, you know, current times. She obviously, I don't even think she's still with a billionaire. That's her, um, the father to her son. They don't even talk about that, but she does have a wonderful son. She's like so madly in love with, and she, it's kind of interesting because she always wanted this like wonderful stable man in her life. And her friends kind of reference that that guy is her son. So, you know, I think you see all the, the huge rise. You see how she was impactful in her career. You see our husband, Renee, who I didn't even follow at the time years ago in the 90s. He was very influential in her stage acts, like what she would do on stage. She was one of the first artists to bring up a person, like bring up somebody from an, the audience and give them a lap dance. This was like in the 90s when people didn't do this. I mean, but that was Renee's idea. And then Renee is the one who, remember the very famous Janet Jackson cover that, like, he's holding her boobs, you know, and she has this, like, she has jeans on. She's so iconic. He was the first one to, like, he was the one to come up with that. It, it really was great to see the gene, her genius, their genius. Her sister Reby is in it. Tito's in it. I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just say this. Like, I'm sure Reby's great, but she was really fucking annoying in the, I, I thought, in the documentary. You know, she, like, thought it was awful that Janet was, like, topless in that picture. It's like, girl, Reby, you've been in this business. You know, ain't nobody in a Mumu selling records. You know, I'm sorry. But, so by the end, I was like, okay, thank you, Reby, for your two cents, but... Uh, You know, anyway, it's family. Your family's not always going to agree with you. I think we all know that. Okay. And Rebe's probably fabulous. She's probably wonderful. Obviously, Janet adores her. But I was just like, Rebes, could we, you know, and then how devastated her kids were because they were at the Super Bowl when the nipple slip happened. It's like, Rebes, it's a titty, for God's sakes. So here were some of the things that were most shocking. You find out that Janet and Michael, when they did their famous collaboration together. So what was the song now? Um, Janet and Michael song. Oh gosh. Hold on. Hold on. Um, so th- I thought the really interesting part about that um, was that they actually never even filmed that together. Okay. Um, they never even and and, you know, she talks about like people are making headlines like Michael called her a pig She says basically look we were young We were you know, he would call me names like I was fat. She talks about being an emotional eater I loved that because I could completely relate But when janet and michael were collaborating on their music and their very famous music song that they wrote together they um they actually never even performed together. Michael's people built him his own set. She was not allowed to see Michael on the set. And they they spliced them in together for that entire song. And they never even saw each other. And she basically talks about how that was the beginning of their relationship kind of splitting off. How Michael was separated from his family. How, like, towards the end of his life. Not the Neverland Ranch. But this is after the entire family stood by him with his sexual abuse allegations that she, and you know, she denies she says that he never did that. Um, and she stood by him and then his team basically separated him from their entire family. I thought that was shocking. I thought it was shocking for that video. Okay. It's going to drive me insane. Hold on. Stay with me. Okay. Janet Jackson. Oh my God. I know you're yelling at the podcast and Michael Jackson, uh, song. and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you together. Okay. What was it? What was it? Oh my God. Uh, released a double A-side childhood album. Oh, fucking hell. You know what? I, this irritates me so much. Oh my God. Will you yell it? Scream, scream. Thank you. Scream. That was it. Scream. They never even, they never even collaborated or worked together. Isn't that bizarre? That song was like so iconic late nineties so that was a big revelation the other thing was you know she's we kind of knew this people had possibly teased that uh Justin Timberlake was going to be in the documentary he wasn't in the documentary um which was kind of like I'm so overbelieving anything that the fucking media writes I swear to god you know this whole Tom Brady shit he's not even retiring and that was like all out all weekend long he's he doesn't even announce that Anyway, lots of outlets had said Justin was going to appear in the documentary. He doesn't. But she, again, reiterates their friends that it was a complete accident. It was not Justin's fault. And she essentially says to this day they still speak. They're very close. And all she said was she had advised Justin to not say anything after the incident happened. But he was getting heat. She was getting heat. And obviously we know Justin Timberlake, at least from reports, who knows how accurate they are, That he, you know, apologized to Les Moonves, who was the head of CBS at the time. He went on an apology toward the Grammys, on and on and on. But she doesn't really get into how... I mean, she doesn't address too much how it impacted her career. She just basically says it was an accident. It was devastating at the time. Um, Then Tyler Perry comes on. You know, he gives her a job. He kind of helps her out of it. I think, too, what I loved about this documentary, and everyone should remember this, is like, no matter what happens in your career, like, you're always hot again. You know, I I think that's the thing. Like, everyone is going to make career mistakes. And what seems like career suicide at the time, five, ten years later— People look back and it's like not a big deal. And then they celebrate you. God, I look like a wreck on this. Anyway, on this uh, YouTube. So, okay, the Michael stuff was kind of shocking. You know, the the Justin Timberlake, we kind of cleared that up. The Jermaine Dupree stuff. That was sort of like the really big highlights. I feel like, you know, she's obviously confessed that she's an emotional eater. I feel like I had heard that before. Um you know she talked about michael teasing her that she was fat when she was a kid again i feel like a lot of us go through that and yes on a deeper level it absolutely hurts i mean i was an overweight child for years i i was made fun of i think my brother and i made fun of each other i completely know how that goes so i you know i loved it i think i think it was great that she finally told her own story because there's so many rumors she seems like such a loving forgiving human being which i think is amazing given that she's been in an industry where and the media i mean people have just like chewed her up and spit her out and like made every nickel they could off that family i mean it is pretty amazing she seems like the most well adapted of all of them and like the kindest and most loving back from what you could see highly recommend watching if you can get through the i survived a serial killer promo ads it's a great it's a great documentary ana janet jackson i loved it okay I wanted to do a hot take, see what you guys thought. So um, I cannot take credit for this, but I was reading about this over the weekend and I thought, hmm, how do I feel about this? You know, iPhone, uh, Apple is coming out with a new update and in it, their emojis, they're going to have a pregnant man. <laughs> skirt, skirt, what? Yes, pregnant man emoji. And you know, the internet has mixed feelings about this. I'm going to say this. I-, I love everyone. I don't care. I don't care who you are, what you identi how you identify, like whoever you want to be, right i I'm like I'm like, I love everyone, be you, I want you to be happy. I want you to like love your life. I don't want you to, you know, life is never no- like worth not living or you know uh, just blowing up your life because of who you are on the inside, right? We should all be so loving. I will say. It is very bizarre to me that they, are, that they are doing an update of emojis with a pregnant man. Now, the man looks like he's just drinking beer, honestly. He looks like basically uh, like a fat dude with like beer tits, really. But I guess it's supposed to be a pregnant emoji, right? A, a pregnant guy emoji, like of all, you know, to represent everybody, which, of course, you have to genetically be a woman. We all know this to have a, a baby, but... Okay. So you identify as a trans man, right? Okay. So, but I thought this was very fascinating. There was a whole debate on my, you know, I love Fox five DC. I work for them. Um, and there was a whole debate on their page and a woman named joy basically said, look, I cannot believe this, this to me seems like Apple has an agenda. If they are willing to put a pregnant man emoji, but they're not willing to put a black family on as like, one of the emojis. So I had to go look. I thought, that's a really great point. Why are there, all there are are yellow family emojis. And someone wrote in the comments, because Apple can't possibly do all the different combinations of families. Yeah, they can. Isn't it just a code? Like, don't you just put in a code and you can change all the different? I mean, they have different shades of people now, so couldn't you just have different shades of family, like black and white family, black family, Asian family, Jewish family, Muslim family? Like, really? All I'm asking, I guess, of this whole conversation, because I'm sure you're like, well, where are you going? Here's what I'm going. Who who determines these emojis? Don't you guys think it's strange? Like. Like, is it, do you just advocate and you get what you want for an emoji? Because how, how is there not a Sarah Fraser emoji? Like, how is there not one of me and at just like, you know, a mismatched outfit and oversized sunnies and pink lipstick? Uh, who do we have to lobby? All I'm saying is it does seem strange to me. You know, people are into cold brew coffee. There's like a bubble tea one But you can't get like a cold Everybody and their fucking mother drinks cold brew You can't get an emoji for that Ugg boots People are as basic as when Ugg boots arrived on the scene in 2001 We can't get an Ugg boot But we can get a pregnant dude Hello Just leave me a comment Leave me a comment and let let me know All I'm saying is I think it's bizarre We don't have a family emoji Like uh, families of different colors are that many people like using the pregnant emoji one? I guess. Anyhow, you can always talk to me. You can hit me up on at Sarah for at the Sarah Fraser show on my TikTok or my Instagram. All right. I thought these two things would make you laugh. I'm obsessed with this um, TikTok artist, Emmanuel Reddish. He does a Maya Angelou impression, and it is so funny. Have you heard this guy? If you're not following him, I want him to do a promo for the Sarah Fraser show. I absolutely love his stuff. He's funny as hell. And I'm just like, I this guy is so funny to me. Okay, listen to this. This is this is him doing TLC no scrubs red as Maya Angelou. Always talking about what he wants, but just sits on his broke behind. No, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you mine. And no, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, I don't want none of your time. And no, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy that can't get no love for me. Hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me (laughs) I don't want no scrub a scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me hanging out the passenger side of his best friend's ride trying to holler at me (laughs) I love him so much Emanuel Reddish all he does is maya angelo impressions and he, he like reads all these things that maya angelo probably would never read as maya it's so fucking good the other story like people were loving my comment about this and i just thought it was hilarious so um there is a couple they are handicapped and um they're coming out telling their story about how they have how they have the best sex of their lives and Of course they do Hello Um, An able-bodied woman Married a disabled man She says that he can Satisfy her like no other Okay this couple Shane and Hannah Burkaw Got together after She watched him in a documentary And reached out to him Now they're married and opening up about their sex life. Taking part in the Style Like You series, which is on YouTube, Shane and Hannah opened up about their sex life. The episode called Laughing at Your Ableist BS, Hannah said, often people assume that I'm Shane's sister or a mom. Now, Shane is in a wheelchair. Um, He has spinal muscular atrophy, and they perceive that we can't have sex or we have sex in very limited missionary Uh, and she said, absolutely not. This guy can fuck. Little do they know our intimacy benefits from my disability. Our intimacy is not just me enjoying it. I love this. I am obsessed with this couple. I want to get them on the show. They're having hot fucking sex and she wants you to know she's fully satisfied despite what people say. I absolutely get it, girl. I said this comment on my... When I was like on the Facebook comment page, I said, look, we've all been with a guy who wasn't disabled. I mean, he couldn't turn you on if you showed him the light switch. You know, he couldn't turn on a light bulb with that. And it's true. I mean, you know, how many men do we know? They look like they got it all together. But Lord, you could show him the way to the cervex. You could give him all the demos. And honey, they couldn't get it lit up in there. <laughs> Even with a paint by numbers guide. Okay. So good for them. Shout out to them. Absolutely love them. All right. I want to thank two more sponsors, BetterHelp. Absolutely love BetterHelp. Guys, it's all about your mental health. Um, BetterHelp has over 2 million therapists. They're amazing. 2 million therapists, they can get you an appointment as early as today or within 48 hours. They absolutely promise you that. BetterHelp has plenty of resources and can uh, help you find a therapist in your area. Don't wait. Guys, your mental health is the most important thing that you can do. BetterHelp, you can go on there. You can match with the right person. BetterHelp will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And as I mentioned, you'll be mentioned, You'll be matched with a therapist in under 40 48 hours. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. You can go to BetterHelp. That's H better H E L P dot com slash T S F S. BetterHelp. Join the over two million people who have taken charge of their mental health. My special offer, of course, for the Sarah Fraser Show listeners, when you use betterhelp.com slash TSFS, you get 10% off your first month. At betterhelp.com slash T-S-F-S. And ShipStation, make ship happen. ShipStation is where it's at if you own a small business. If you're a podcaster and you're shipping out your own merch, you got to get the most competitive ship and return rates. You do not want to be losing money on your shipping. Save time by funneling all of your orders into one simple interface, no matter where you're selling. Manage every order, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, your own website. It's from anywhere, even your phone. No more headaches from dealing with returns. And return tracking. ShipStation makes it so, so easy. ShipStation is as is, is easy as having an online store. Now you've got a bigger idea to think about because you'll be saving a lot of time and money. So use my offer TSFS to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, type in TSFS. ShipStation, make ship happen. Use my code TSFS for 60-day free trial. I love it. I know many small business owners that use ShipStation and they don't regret it. They are Filling it in their business TripStation.com Use code T-S-F-S Alright, bye everybody Love you so much uh, Leave a comment under my YouTube channel You want to hear more You want to hear my opinions on things I want to give them to you Okay, love you so much Bye everybody Bye everybody Bye. Bye